0: Hello everyone and welcome to the KLT Talk podcast. Today we're here with Swarm. Yep. And we're going to be talking about Kingsland's terrible 2-1 loss against uh, Chesterfield. today. first speak to you, Swarm? What's your initial reaction? If you hadn't watched the game and looked at the result, would you be happy with it?
1: Um. Well, originally you probably would because the way the squad is at the moment and everything... And with how big of a club Chesterfield are, you probably wouldn't be that upset with the result, considering mm. we scored, and we've only held we've held them down to a two one. It's not too bad for a club of our quality at the moment. And obviously, if you look at the team sheet, you see Gash Bane centre back, you really wouldn't expect anything from that game.
0: Yeah. That will be a major talking point later on. But two one can you be too disappointed with it?
1: Not really. We've held down a team of good quality for a decent amount of time. Um, It's just the way we lost was probably the most disappointing part.
0: Mm. We'll talk about the issue with Michael Gash playing centre-back and Kyle uh, Kyle Callum McFarlane coming off, which obviously no one wanted to see. But at the end of the day, a 2-1 loss isn't too disappointing. It definitely shows the movement that we're making and looking at that i'm pretty confident that we can get a point or even three when we play them later in this month what do you think
1: um well i don't see why not i mean i think at parts of the game today we played extremely well it was just that last 15 minutes we really seemed to crumble um but we um we played well in the first half especially i in the first half, we probably could have been two or three new up if we'd have taken more of our chances. Could have been a mm. debut goal for boss and that chance. And, I mean, we played well. It was just the second half. We didn't look as good.
0: Yeah. It's the same thing that we've been saying, and I know you definitely want to cover this point. When we go into the lead, the team just sits back and invites the pressure and we can't do that with the defence that we have at the moment.
1: Yes, I have I've said this a lot. I mean, if you look back to a Dagenham 3-2, we were 2-0 up, we looked comfortable, and we switched to defending, and we conceded three goals. With the quality of our defence at the moment, we can't afford to sit back and defend when we have a lead. We need to just try and get as many goals as we can, because we defend better when we're playing reg- our regular football than when we do sitting back and defending.
0: Definitely, yeah. I think that that ties in with how we've got these last two promotions. No one expected us to do as well as we did in the National League North last season, but that's because we just played our football, dominated games, scored more goals than the opposition, and I think that's how we need to play next season. See, This season's a bit of a throwaway. Be playing for nothing. Well, yeah. In the face of it.
1: Definitely, I I do agree. Um, I mean, Ian Culverhouse has brought in some really good tactics and it's clearly working with the team we have, with the squad we have. But as soon as we change to that defensive, all of that just goes out the window.
0: Mm. I...
1: I mean, even if you look at the Torquay game, we drew 0 0 when they were top of the league and we were playing a 4 2 4.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like, it just seems we play better attacking in defence and attack, and we score goals, and that is what we need to do. We need to just score as many goals as we can if we're not going to have a good enough quality defence.
0: Mm. I, I know winning games is brilliant for morale, but at this stage of the season when there's nothing much to play for, obviously we can't get relegated winner or when they're getting promoted, do you think it's better just playing our football, trying to ingrain it into the culture of the club, rather than just maybe winning games, but in this case, definitely not, but not playing the football that we want to see.
1: Oh, well, yeah, 100%. I mean, like you said, we, we're playing for nothing at the moment. We're probably playing for a slight bit of extra prize money, so surely we should just go out and play our football because mm. that's that's all we can do now. If we lose, it doesn't matter because we played our football and we've probably played well yeah but when you lose because of defensive mistakes where we switched this defensive tactic and all of a sudden all the pressure's on us and we can't handle it well you can't be trying to sit back when as we said earlier we've got a be- probably one of our best strikers sat in center back yeah and then you're putting all the pressure on him to- and the other center back and the full backs and everyone else to try and defend
0: definitely Speaking of strikers, um, this will be in the short match review that comes out on YouTube tomorrow, I'd like to say. But uh, speaking of strikers, Kyra Mitchell has left to join Chesterfield, we found out before the match. I think that is, is really disappointing, isn't it?
1: It's definitely disappointing. I think it's a big, a big blow to the squad as much as... Some people didn't exactly rate Kyra Mitchell. He was really starting to get into form and get into the swing of things yeah, down that eight later games of his King's career, but I guess that's probably why he's gone to Chesterfield, because they're the bigger club. Lynn will be happy to sell, because they need the money, which is why Adam Marius has also left. Mm. Um, and obviously his decent form will have attracted other clubs.
0: Yeah. He was a great player, and we saw it. He single-handedly gave us a win, in my eyes, against, um, can't for the life of me think what team it was. The game in midweek. Um, but he scored two goals and was one of the best players on the pitch, and he's an international player. Obviously, he's going to attract that attention, but the fact that we're not really pushing on to develop the attack as much as we'd like to. Yes, the defence needs work doing. But But. at this stage with the football we play, we just need to try and strengthen the attack at least short-term until the end of the season because we've had a Marriott going and Kyra Mitchell. We just need all the goals we can get at this point and especially when we're sitting back, we need players that can single-handedly come in and change a game.
1: Well, that's a problem, isn't it? I mean, it's the same problem with when, obviously, Jamal Loza left, because he played well, he attracted attention, we need the money. He went, and he went to Woking for, I think it's his third time there now? Mm. and he came back to Lynn and had an extremely good game.
0: Yeah, it's just the same thing, isn't
1: it? Yeah, we're just losing our attackers, and the reason we're not losing our defenders because they're not necessarily desirable, or they're on loan. I mean, Carl Callum and Fadden is probably... A gr- is a great centre-back. I I mean, it's very bad to see him go out of an injury today because I'm still wondering who will play centre-back in his replacement if it is a long-term injury. I'm guessing he'll bring in another signing on loan until the end of the season.
0: Mm. Uh, we can see why the club is selling these players because we desperately need the funds. We've seen Stephen Cleave say it. We've seen Ian Colbert say it. But... To let them go in the style that they're going to, to other rivals in the league, is so, so disappointing. We played easily, what, a week or two ago, and for the Cairo Mitchell leaving to be announced, what, half an hour before kickoff, that must be so damaging for the morale of the team, especially with losing a point or three.
1: Oh yeah exactly and i mean it's damaging for the fans when everyone's getting excited for the game and then all of a sudden it's you see on your phone you've got a notification that Curran mitchell has left the club it's just not a very good yeah. advertisement for the club before a big game like chesterfield
0: i fully agree though let's um, let's talk about the match today um obviously at the end of the first half it was 1-0 to us an exceptional position to be in, but with Kyle Callum McFadden going off. I wasn't watching the game. Can you tell us what happened to Kyle? Why he went off?
1: Um, I mean, I didn't really see it, to be honest. Um, so I, I genuinely couldn't tell you what happened, but I do know that uh, it looked like a pretty bad injury, and obviously he had to be taken off the pitch. But the way that we didn't have anyone to place him was quite concerning and the fact that we had to move Michael Gash into a centre-back position which is obviously not where he's experienced in or where he
0: plays
1: was rather concerning to be honest because surely we should have, whether it be a full-back a centre-back, a CDM someone that can play in centre-back
0: I'm really really disappointed with the fact that we had to put Michael Gash there but it's the same things, in the midfield We had Alex Bebos on at the time, Sonny Carey, and Cameron King. All of them three players are attacking players. Sonny Carey, you might argue, is somewhat a box-to-box midfielder, but they all like playing on the front foot. Sonny Carey is a
1: top-quality midfielder. I mean, he's definitely more attacking. I will agree that that defence today is very attacking, although Sonny Carey and potentially Cameron King I'd say, could get back and defend. They, are, they aren't they are bad at it. Alex Bevos, as literally described in the signing, when they signed him, they described him as an attacking midfielder. Surely we bring in someone defensive. I mean, um, Alex Bevos, as I said, in that first half, really close to scoring. I mean, it's a really good save for a chess field keeper. But I definitely agree that maybe we need some more defensive players brought into the club, as a lot of our signings seem to be Attacking-minded players, strikers, or wingers, which isn't necessarily what we need right now.
0: Mm. Well, I mean, let's look at it from a chronological uh, standpoint. Really early on the game, yeah, maybe after the first 10 minutes or so, uh, Kyle went off with an injury which wasn't ideal, and as we said, Michael Cl- uh, Michael Gash, sorry, the striker had to come back and dig in at centre-back. But we looked really, really good for the rest of that half. And I think it's just because of the mentality that the team had.
1: I mean, to be honest, to be honest, all credit to Michael Gash. He put in a shift at centre-back. I mean, I know why he was moved into centre-back. It's because he's big, he's tall, he's got that frame. And we know from him playing striker that he can track back and put in a tackle. And he wins those aerial headers and... So, I can see why he was moving into centre back. It's just I'd prefer to have him in the attack. You need goals. I mean, mm-hmm. Simone Jackson's all right today, but I really didn't see much of him. I mean, I so I'd prefer to have Gash up there with him, helping him, rather than just like, being there.
0: It's disappointing. I mean,
1: Gassi looked good again today, um, as usual, up front.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I mean, there was a few chances he should have been finishing in that. Yeah, 100%. I mean, obviously, he's young. He's, what, 18, 19? So, mm. he's got a lot of time to learn. But there's definitely a few chances where I think he should have scored today.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, Simeon Jackson, it's disappointing that he came on off the bench because we saw in uh, Sam Plummer's match preview that he was expected to be out today. It... That's why he wasn't on the bench in the starting lineup against Stoltrain, because he picked up a hamstring injury against Easley. So um, for him to have to come I on mean, so early.
1: The thing is, Cyrano Jackson coming on for a centre back is so disappointing to see. Like, when you see a centre back has been injured is most likely going to come off, the last thing you then expect is for a centre back to come on. And to be honest, I thought we were going to go into a three-at-the-back formation and just play like rather attacking football instead of moving a striker into centre-back. Mm. I was thinking um, we'd have probably a 3-5-2 with Bayboss Cam carrying Cameron King in the centre-mids. Um, Simone Jackson up front with Gash and then Gyassi on the left. Yeah. Um, but I guess um, Ian Colvall decided that best idea was to put Gash in centre-back, which, I mean, as I said, he put in a shift, it really wasn't that bad mm. of an idea. It was... Um, but it did end up costing us later on in that game.
0: Yeah. It's just... They scored two goals from two crosses, which... I mean, the... It's because Michael Gash was playing at centre-back, but we can't put the blame on him because he isn't a centre-back. You've said this... If we don't have the players in there doing the the jobs that they're used to, then we can't expect to get results. And they obviously exploited it in that second half. And they have more than just the two chances to score.
1: Yeah, well, I mean... Um, I think it's exactly... We can't we can't blame Gash today, because obviously it's not his fault. He's a sort of quality footballer, and we all know that. But, mm. I mean... What, what do we really blame? That's the problem. Is I mean... The, the problem is, there's nothing you can blame with the way the club is at the moment. Like, there's barely anyone in the club at all, really. Like, we were struggling to bench five people and having yeah. to play Paul Bastock on the bench. And uh, we just, we don't have the squad rotation, we don't have the money to be signing new players every five minutes because there's a new injury. Like, we've already had to bring in a keeper to replace an injured Archie Mare, and are already bringing in attackers left, right, and centre. I mean, soon I feel like we might have to bring in a new centre-mid because, as we know, Sonny Carey has a lot of interest around him right now. I mean, I'd say he's probably player of the season so far. And he's being scouted by some very big clubs where if they come in with an offer big enough, I don't feel like Kingsland will reject. I don't see why Sonny Carey would reject. Because it would be better for his career if he went to one of the, I think it's three, clubs that are linked yeah, with him, which is Norwich, teams. Norwich, Bournemouth and Swansea. I mean, Norwich look like they're going back up, and Bournemouth and Swansea could as well. Like They're all high-quality championship teams, so I don't see why Sonny Carey would reject any of those offers, as he'd probably get higher wage, he'd get more recognition, and it'd be better for his career. Whereas, yeah. and obviously, if they come in with a decent offer that Kingsley feels is a good enough valuation of the player... With the current money crisis we're in, we're going to have to accept it. What else are we going to do?
0: I I don't even think it will be that much. Because if they're looking at Kings Lynn, they'll know that we desperately need money. So they'd probably, if the clubs wanted to, get Sonny Carey way under value. And what we perhaps deserve for him. But Sonny is a top class player and I'll move on to this point now. The free kick he scored was absolutely excellent.
1: Um, yeah, the, the free kick today was a really nice finish. He's curved that into that bottom right corner really well. Um, I mean, I wouldn't say I expected it because obviously you don't expect free kicks to go in. But I mean, from a player of the quality of Sonny Carey, it doesn't surprise me that he finished it. I mean,. Just put it round the wall and into that bottom right corner really well, made it hard for the keeper to save as well. It was basically touching the post as it went in. Couldn't have been better placed, in my opinion.
0: Perfect, yeah.
1: Um, And obviously it gave us the advantage in the game. It put us 1-0 up, it put us on the strong side of the game. It um, It was looking good. And then after that, obviously, the injury came along and... It all fell apart from there, really.
0: Yeah. I mean, at that stage, if you were in Culverhouse, we've said it before, and it'll be a common theme in this podcast, I don't get why he then backed up and started playing this really, really defensive football and started inviting the pressure. Because the game I is mean, in our hands.
1: There's clearly reasoning behind it, because, I mean, Ian Culverhouse is a top-quality manager. We all know he yeah, is. We've seen it for the past two seasons, so there must be some reasoning behind why he and, I'm guessing, Paul Bastock have made the tactical decision to go defensive, is because they want to hold on to anything they can. But hopefully what they'll have learnt from today and from Dagenham and other games is that playing this defensive football with our team doesn't doesn't work. They, don't, they can't deal with the pressure well enough and it lets in goals. Mm. Like As much as I understand that our defenders aren't the worst quality, I mean, they aren't the best at the moment. I mean, hopefully in the summer, if there's a bit more money around, we can start upgrading parts of the squad again and getting players in before next season because we definitely need well more players in the squad and we need to upgrade some positions if we want to stay in the National League next season.
0: It's going to be a struggle, isn't it? Um,
1: Well, yeah, for a a small club like Kings Lynn, it is going to be a struggle. We expected it to be a struggle this season, and I'll expect it again next season even more now, because of the current money crisis. It's the same problem that Dover Athletic have. I mean, now they've been handed a 12-point deduction and a £40,000 fine, which is why it's lucky that we've just found any way to play our players, because otherwise we would have had the same punishment.
0: Yeah. So, so thankful that we still got games to watch and that we're still playing. Well,
1: that's the thing as well, is Ian Culverhouse, oh no, not Ian Culverhouse, sorry, Stephen Clee was basically hinting at us refusing to play the rest of the season, Um, which I'm guessing was a threat to the National League, which obviously didn't scare them at all, which is why he's then found any way he can to keep the club going and keep the games going, because, I mean... If we get relegated i really couldn't see us coming back for a little while up into the conference Mm. because a lot of the teams in the north will know how we play and i mean we won't have as good a quality of the squad as we did in the north like that that squad quality as much as people didn't expect us to go up you look at the quality of the squad now and that is definitely a team i would say is good enough to win the national league which I mean, as much as people say we got lucky with the whole virus situation and the fact that we went up on PPG and we were low in at the end of the year, at the end of the day, we went up and the quality of the team that yeah. season yeah. was a top quality squad, so I don't understand what changed this season as the squad hasn't changed that much until recently. Money
0: crisis. Mm. It was always going to be hard for us, and I would say that we're somewhat overachieving with the squad that we had and this being such a small club. But it is disappointing in games like this where we're just throwing it away because of things that could easily have been dealt with, and two crosses into the box. Would you say that the defence, maybe definitely not Michael Gash, but the players around him, do you think they should have done better?
1: Well, definitely, yeah. I mean, to be honest, as much as I know Michael Gash doesn't play centre-back, he he was pretty much there for the reason of if crosses came in, because he is an aerial threat. Um, But, I mean, the defence just weren't good enough. Which, I mean, seems to be half the problem at Kingsland these days is that the defence isn't good enough for this league. Yeah. Um, And I definitely feel like, hopefully, in the summer or at the end of the season, when we get a bit more money into the club, hopefully we can upgrade some of these players, which... And obviously we have players missing at the moment that are furloughed and injured, and we don't even have our main defence at the moment, so it is interesting mm. to see how next season goes when we get our players back from furlough, etc. Like players like Dale Southwell up front you can tell they've been missed. I mean, yeah. I was looking yeah. forward to Adam Marriott coming back from furlough as he was been, he's been missed, but he'll be missed next season. And we'll see that when the main squad comes back, and we start playing how we were. We'll realize, I think a lot of people have already realized how much Adam Marriott is going to be missed up front. Um, I think, I mean, the most disappointing thing is that he's gone to Eastley, because I feel like he is definitely good enough quality for an English football league club, like Stevenage have had interest in him for ages, I feel like that should have been the club he let, we let him go to, as they aren't rivals, yeah. and he is, he is a good enough for those leagues, he is a top quality striker in the lower leagues.
0: Mm. I mean, looking at the table... It doesn't matter much. you have got 10 games left of the season. And yep. we're currently sitting on 27 points, two games in hand over Weymouth with 30. I I would aim for the rest of the season to aim to finish around 20th. Well, but...
1: yeah, 100%. I, I would be happy if we kept ourselves out of the relegation zone because then that means that people can't say... That once again we got lucky because of the virus and that we should have been relegated. Because I feel like, as much as we haven't played great football this season, we have had some really good games. So I, I don't see, and we've had some really good quality in the squad. So I don't see how the we deserve to be relegated. I mean, the FA Cup run shows, the, yeah, like quality of the team when we've got our main team and all our players.
0: Hmm. Definitely, yeah. We're head and shoulders above Barnet in 22nd, uh, Dover, their season is expunged, but I think if we can finish outside the relegation zone with everything that's happened, and I'm sure the other clubs in the National League are aware of it, then we can really make a name for ourselves over the next few seasons as an established side at this level, because I don't think we're too far away from that now. See, with these silly mistakes, and with the majority of the squad having not played at this level before, there's obviously going to be those moments where we look at it and go, could we have done better? Yes. But, on a whole, I think the squad's done really well this season, and we can push on these last few games.
1: Well, definitely. I mean, credit to all the players. I mean, thank you to the players who have come in and agreed to play on low money no money at all. I mean, they've helped a club that looked like they were falling apart an extreme amount this season. In I mean, we earn money every game from all the um, streams and all the people buying the streams, etc. Yeah. Um, obviously, we're gaining money. We don't know how much as they're undisclosed fees, but we are gaining money from all the players we are selling, which I hope it's a decent amount because... Players we are selling are decent quality of players. Mm. Um
0: yeah.
1: But I think next season, I mean, the main goals is probably if we can try and hold on to Sonny Harry or get a decent amount of money for him, and just get all the players back, get ever get everyone back into the swing of things again. And I feel like next season we could. We will probably be in a relegation battle, but I think we could survive the drop. And then hopefully we can become a, a point in a few seasons where we are a mid-table established National League club.
0: Yeah, you mentioned the stream there. I saw a lot of people on Twitter complaining about it. What was actually up with the stream?
1: Um, there were a lot of audio issues. A lot of the time the audio was cutting out and going silent, um, so you couldn't hear the commentary or anything and a lot of the time the stream was just pausing or lagging and so there were a few problems today with the stream which seems to be quite a regular occurrence now um which hopefully the club are looking into and fixing it all up as fast as they can i mean as 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 much as like it is bad obviously they're adding in new things and a lot of the people at the club probably aren't as good with technology etc so i do appreciate the club's efforts at trying to give us a stream to make us able to watch these games, but it is um, quite disappointing that people are paying for streams that aren't necessarily working very well, as it makes our club look bad, and it gives us that 10-part status that some of the other fans of the National League give us, which I don't feel like we
0: deserve. Yeah, no, I mean... There's not much you can do about it, and especially today, when it was, um, according to Twitter, playing up more than usual, against a club the size of Chesterfield, it doesn't really give off the best vibe. But honestly, we appreciate everyone at the club that is helping bring us these streams, and they are really appreciated.
1: Oh yeah, 100%. But yeah, it really doesn't give us a good look when we play these big teams and the stream isn't working properly and they have to fix things. And I mean, that's, this is what I mean about people call us a tin pot club and then obviously we're charging some of the highest fees in the league for tickets and for streams and for season tickets. So a lot of people call this out as a scam, even people as big as the YouTuber away days, Ellis, who comes to the games every now and then yeah. people as big as him have come out and said that our season ticket and ticket prices are a joke and that once again as much as steven cleave has his reasonings and it makes sense as he's trying to bring in as much money to our club as he can it makes us once again look bad because we know a people who probably haven't even heard of kings in before and that'll have been the first thing they've seen is that we are charging a lot of money for a lower a quality team in the National League to come and watch them, which, I mean, mm. the ticket prices in the North were very good, which is why we had people who probably wouldn't even usually come coming every week to come and watch a team that were top of the league winning every week. And I feel like we'd make a lot more money on a decent ticket price that people are happy with than on a high ticket price that people are upset with.
0: Yeah, I mean, you can see why they're selling tickets, etc, at the price that they are, because of the financial trouble the club are currently going through, but at this point in the season, we just need to hold on to any life, and the fact that people are still paying for the streams, even though they are, some would say, overpriced, is a good overall aura that the club's finance department again that will be the end of today's the Klt talk podcast it's the first episode let us know if you're on YouTube just go down to the comments tell us if you've enjoyed it if you're on any of the other streaming platforms Spotify Apple whatever you're listening to make sure to follow to not miss any other episodes I've been Jamie this has been swarm thank you very much for watching Yep, thank you.